0: Well, welcome back to another week of Tudor Talk Time. And obviously, we've had a bit of time off. We missed you. <laughs> yeah, we did miss you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, we had some exams for a bit, but we're back. And better than ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we did all the wise. We're going to start this week with Elizabeth Barton. or well, you may know her better than that of Kent. We well, may yeah. not know her at all, but that's fine, because I didn't
1: and now i do so <laughs> <laughs> it's very this is our first like commoner yeah yeah Although I was, common
0: i would like to say um i would like to say that a weird coincidence i saw my grandmother yesterday and she started bringing up um this person that she'd read about in a newspaper and said oh i read about this woman and she was religious and she had all these visions and i went, was it by any chance the nun of kent and it was so she's getting exposure yeah. Um, so, shall we start with a bit about her childhood?
1: Well, yes. I mean, there's not Does anyone really have anything about her childhood? There's not really much because there's, like, she was, mm. oh, I don't want to say you're random, that's kind of mean, but, like, there's not much, like, recorded about her childhood.
0: Yeah, I mean, no. it's thought that she was born sometime around 1506 in the village of Eldington, which was near Canterbury.
1: Um, which, like, think about how interesting that is. Like, with Anne Boleyn, we literally have a ten-year period where she could have been yeah. born, and then we're like, yeah, fifty no six-ish.
0: I think it's because give or take. I don't know if this might could be a factor into it, but her kind of being thrusted into public life happened quite quickly mm-hmm. when she was quite young, and so and her childhood was an important factor as Anne Boleyn's childhood and upbringing wasn't that relevant to her
1: Well, like her teenage years yeah were, but like yeah. yeah that's a good point. Um,
0: but she was born into a relatively poor catholic family and so she ended up becoming a domestic servant for william Warren, who was the archbishop of canterbury and she was 18 working from for an aldington farmer named thomas cobb who worked in one of the like properties of william morham and um in 1525, she fell ill and began having these hallucinations, what we would now call hallucinations. Mm. Back then, they were prophecies. Jeez. But I mean, she's
1: got over and pretty ill to yeah. get these kind of trances. I but, know. But yeah. yeah. Well, I said she could just have syphilis.
0: <laughs> you know, oh as the, the maid, sometimes, sometimes she's, she's known that. as the maid
1: of cancer. So let's go, we're going to go. She's just
0: ill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a man called Richard Master who was her local parish priest convinced her that her visions that her visions were genuine. So I mean he's in modern terms you'd say gaslighting yeah. her basically going, "Oh my gosh, you're not sick. You can, can see <laughs> into whatever. Let me help you." Yeah, yeah. I will say the first vision is kind of Weird, but we've already talked about this a bit. But her first vision was um, that she predicted the death of one of the children in the household she was working at. But children dying in the Tudor period, I wouldn't say it's the most far fetched of occurrences. I think if it you, is were quite gonna, you were going to pick out, you would say, well, maybe that child that hasn't gotten out of yeah. bed in a couple months. I yeah. Think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But he might just kick <laughs> the bucket. Yeah,
0: it's not that. Far. No one's that surprised by children dying in huge times.
1: Yeah, so. but then you know, it is also it is also a bit like It's sad. It's like it's it's not uncommon, but then it's also a bit like I mean, it's just not it. the hardest I mean, thing to predict. Especially if it is real. But for them, they're like, mm, but I it feels maybe. like they're just grabbing onto
0: anything that can prove that she's right. So they can, you know, exploit that, make a bit of
1: cash, make a bit Ka-ching. of fame. You know, it's given very much like Scooter Braun exploiting Taylor Swift's music. Oh my God, that's exactly <laughs> that's what it's giving. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So yeah, so he reported it to William Warham. He sent a commission, her parish priest, a diocesan official, two Franciscans and three Canterbury Benedictine, which is just different branches of Catholicism, I think um they were also convinced of her predictions so i think what we can basically say is that all these men maybe are a bit more ill than her (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and i mean it was around this time that she actually became known as the nun of kent like all of these people are getting involved in her publicity
1: definitely grew yeah and they all were like oh my god she's like so pious she's so devoted to catholicism that like the Virgin Mary or God themselves, like whoever it was, is like literally giving her these visions and they want us yeah. to know how incredible she is. Um, she was, like, I'm not gonna lie, she kind of ate it up. She was like, mm, I will do a public life.
0: This is like mid 1520s, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, so this not girl case... takes to the streets <laughs> to tell people. Yeah. Yeah, and in
0: 1527, just two years after her first recorded vision. Um, she'd gained such popularity that a book was published about her many miracles and prophecies titled Now it's its title is spelt in all old English And if you know anything about writing in Tudor times, there is no such thing as standardized spelling You can spell any word however you like. So my attempt to <laughs> like uh... Merulius work of late done of late done? i think it's
1: late don at done. court
0: <laughs> at court of street in kent it's a
1: long and wordy title
0: but the people loved this book. um and for it us
1: it maybe not the wordy but for them it was catchy was, it, it, was was the, cr- yeah. it was it was, tor- was gripping of the town <sighs> you, it was like you wanted a copy you of haven't this, read, it. read everyone read it. was like have, a have read you read A-M-W-O-L-D-A-C-O-S?
0: For the sake of my sanity (laughs) and speech impediment, (laughs) I'm just gonna call it her book. So this book was so popular that it actually attracted the attention of some really notable figures in court, such as Cardinal Thomas Wolsey. Shout out out Wolsey! A very controversial. Whatever she said to Wolsey, he ate it up. She, he loved this woman. He was. So impressed by her, he
1: totally believed her. Yeah, like they um, had multiple. It wasn't just a kind of one-off. Like it was multiple meetings. He was like, yeah. he kept, the cups, he kept coming back
0: for more because Elizabeth had repeatedly had visions of kind of warning against heretics, who also known as Lutherans or Protestants or Reformists, whatever. Known by
1: many names. Um,
0: <laughs> but Henry loved this. He. Contrary to probably the belief, he was definitely a Catholic king. Um, And also for context, in 1521, they were burning Lutheran texts. They were not a fan of Luther. And so her her saying this, they just ate it up. In that same year, she met with Henry, the king, himself.
1: This rando servant woman. I think that is astronomical. Uh, I think that that's pretty incredible. Like, you know, she's really, all she had to do was get ill. And I think maybe I should try that. (laughs) Next <laughs> time you have a fever pretend you're having some, visions and some
0: stuff and the people will love it a child of hallucinations myself I said some scary things and I'm wishing my mother had told the local priest it's all coming out now Phoebe <laughs> <laughs> Everything
1: is coming out Henry you know there hasn't really been like a bro- uh, like he hasn't really considered like you know the break from Rome yet at this point he's like yes we love these anti-Lutheran visions pro-catholic love it this comes in to confliction, That fucking doesn't make any sense. This kind of like, doesn't really work for him anymore when around 1532, Elizabeth fi- suddenly fi- finds herself, much at odds with King Henry um, because how she prophesies um, that although the King has been supported very well for a while, Tide is gonna turn against him. Yeah, bum, bum 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 and it's almost like I hate. Okay, I hate to like be buying into it, but I'm literally gonna blame it on being Thai. Um, but, but like, <laughs> Thais are <laughs> hella superstitious. Anyways, but like, they The tide literally did change against him because like he then seeks the annulment against Catholicism. You know, then we have sort like spoilies, like a quick fast forward, like we're gonna like go back and do it in more detail. Then there's a dissolution of the monasteries, and then there's a pilgrimage of grace biggest Tudor uprising. I'm just saying the tides did turn against him.
0: But I hate to point it out. She did also say you'll die within three years. And I think I mean, he, she was right. I think she meant three T. I think <laughs> she meant, I think she meant twenty, yes. Or, or 90, nineteen <laughs> rather. Um but Maybe she meant more than three years.
1: Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe she was given like a You're going to live for kind of living. Living at least three
0: years. Maybe. This, is, this is
1: exactly what they were doing. Though, yeah, exactly. They were
0: twisting her words to make it seem like the most probable. And you see thing. how it's so easy to twist her words and something she, that could yeah. have been right. Exactly. And she was a Catherine of Arrogance supporter. She was not an ambulance supporter. Um, Elizabeth had made it known that she had seen a, the place in hell that henry was going to go if he went through with this marriage with Anne Boleyn, which i love it's her going up to him and saying there is a special place in hell for i know like it's to... a really crafty kind of beat around the bush way of saying i hate you, you're you going to hell yeah which could have just been what she said who's saying <laughs> that she predicted that he was going she just, to hell it's it's not she's like, just saying it's go not like, to
1: hell <laughs> it was, yeah but it's not actually like specifically it was like, there's like it's not like she was like straight up like there's a special place in hell for people like you she was like I see the place in hell that you are going. It was you really extra. I see there was you no need to say go to hell. And I love
0: it for so- her. And, and then- guys, pun time. Okay. I've been telling them about this pun that I made <laughs> for so long. She's really built it it's up. It's a big build up. At this point, she's no. <laughs> she's no. Sorry, <laughs> you can't do it. with her. She's no longer a harmless nun. She's a underlying threat. <laughs> Not. <laughs>
1: I said, "Isn't that funny?" But it feels.
0: <laughs> but due to her popularity, she was not instantly arrested because, you know, predicting the king's death—that is treason. Um, people have got executed for a lot less in Henry's reign, yeah. so it is a bit surprising that she wasn't immediately arrested. But Thomas More,
1: who—I mean, best- he's a bit busy at this. What can we also <laughs> say he's
0: a bit preoccupied? Yeah, like, no
1: offense to our our bay, our favourite mum boss, but like. He's a bit preoccupied.
0: Yeah, but he's always been a bit sceptical
1: of her visions. He's never really bought into it. Um, well, okay, well, not like, okay, maybe, but, like, you can guarantee that the, as soon as she started speaking against him, he was like, yeah, I never believed it anyways. Yeah, yeah it was all lies. I never believed it in the past life.
0: But, um, so he convinced the king that she was very likely incorrect and that her visions weren't real and she wasn't really a threat to him, which I think is quite sweet, you know, that he's doing that. He's really got her back. yeah. Um and instead instead of like, arresting her and executing her, they just basically dissed her reputation so she was a lot less credible. So they spread the word around London
1: that but she was the- actually I'm they sorry. called her the Mad Maid of Kent. Ooh, she was yeah. mentally disturbed oh. because she had, and uh, further undermined her credibility, alleging she had engaged in sexual activity with priests. Yeah. So they're,
0: <laughs> they're really just slating her out there. They're uh, like, what we are Making sure if you're going to spread rumours. We're gonna make sure nobody My upset. favorite thing about the Tudors oh is whenever there's someone that they don't like, they just go, She had sex. You guys Like no, that's going to change guys,
1: everything. Guys, literally, this isn't low serving mean girls. It's like, let's spread a rumour about her. I heard yeah. she did this. And so they're probably like, oh my god, oh my god, this is oh my god, this is feeling into my syphilis theory. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Anyways. Katie thinks she had syphilis. And do you think you have syphilis? No, exactly. <laughs> Katie thinks I think she have, have syphilis. None syphilis. But also, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. ultimately, Elizabeth uh, ultimately confessed to lying, pretty much falsifying her visions. But we should also bear in mind that all of the records we have of her saying this are from Cromwell. Obviously, it's in Cromwell's best interest to say she was lying, none of it was real. But Henry's still amazing and his decisions were correct. She might not have actually lied well. She did lie. Or she might have had syphilis. She might have, she might have not. <laughs> she might have not said she lied. Um, but interestingly, an act of attainder was passed to have her executed. Now, if you're not familiar, us A-level history students will tell you an act of attainder. We're, We're very familiar Attainer. with that. It means that she did not have to have a trial, which normally is an indication that there is not really any evidence of. Killing them, but I will say that there is sufficient evidence here. She's been, she's a very well-known person of saying Henry's going to die. In and fact, was, Cromwell was also executed by active attainder. Yeah,
1: Phoebe, what was your favourite? What a full sample stand moment? moment.
0: My favourite active
1: retainer. Wait, I'm <laughs> going to talk. What you think of your favourite active retainer? <laughs> they smeared her name through the mud so that when they arrested her, there wouldn't be much opposition, which I think is kind of It's clever. I pr- yeah, I also think it's probably why they delayed arresting her. Because, like, she was still, like, revered. Yeah,
0: I think they needed her to not be Yeah, as
1: they needed to just drag her through the mud. So she didn't thing. become
0: a martyr.
1: Exactly. Oh, I couldn't have put it better myself. But, guys, she's convicted of treason. <gasps> uh, 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 uh. But so are guess. her five chief supporters. Yes,
0: want to name them? Should we go around? Should we go around? right Okay,
1: okay, okay. You go first, Phoebe. Um. You pick one. Edward Bocking. John Daring, Deering. Henry Gold. Hugh Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Risby. And those are the five of her chief supporters. They're priests and friars and monks, and they all go down with her, and they're probably the ones that they were saying that she was porking.
0: So Elizabeth was taken to Tyburn on the 20th of April, 1534, and she was hanged.
1: Guys, twist time, hold on to your seats. (laughs) Twist and shout, because the twist is, Elizabeth's head was removed from her body and set upon a spike on London Bridge, which wasn't, it was a usual warning against traitors, but however, she was the first woman at the time, and indeed now the only woman in history, to have her severed head displayed on London Bridge. Feminism, which I I have in brackets here, (laughs) from my infectious (laughs) source. Not exactly the club you want to join, but she did. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly the
0: first we'd like to have, and or the only, no. but you know, it's a real man's feel I there. disagree. Women can, can be, be criminals. criminals. Don't let the patriarchy tell well, you you can't can be. be. Okay,
1: and then finally her body was laid to rest at Greyfriars Church in Newgate. And oh, I, I just think, bearing in mind, they took her head off her dead body and put it on a spike. You call it laying to rest, can you? Yeah. So, did um, they just put her body in the
0: ground? Yeah, without the head. But I also
1: think that the fact that they like went through the bother of it. like yeah, actually, it just like, a unnecessary. probably got a... Wait, should I go, I think she's been, been disrespected enough. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Like, share your thoughts and feelings on one of Kent. We think she's kind of cool. I I think she's kind of cool. And also, just like, other than
0: that, it's really nice to be back. We missed these incredibly long sessions of talking about history. Thank you, and we'll see you next week on Tudor Tudor Talk Talk Time.
1: Time.